0: You are listening to the Ten Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina.
1: Today's going to be a great interview. I have the author of the Performance Paradox, turning the power of mindset into action. I have Eduardo Brisseno with me here today. Eduardo, it's great to have you on the podcast.
0: Great to be here, Sean. Thanks for having me.
1: Okay, so obviously you're fascinated by the entire subject matter of mindset. And performance, and, and this tell tell me what it is in your book that you talk about that's different than what we commonly, you know, that we commonly think. I know that there's a learning aspect there that you, you're pretty fond of, and so t- take me through the book and,
0: and how it can help my entrepreneurial audience. Sure. So the per- the book is called the Performance Paradox, and the Performance Paradox is kind of a counterintuitive phenomenon that if we focus only on performance, our performance suffers. So our results are lower if we're just trying to perform. Uh, So to to explain this, let me kind of get out of our context and let's think about any sport you like. Uh, Do you play any sport? Okay, let's say tennis. All right, let's tennis, I love tennis. Uh, So in tennis, uh, you have championships when you're playing a high stakes game in a championship you are you are trying to win every point. You're trying to put your best foot forward. So if you're having trouble, say, with your top spin serve, you're gonna avoid the top spin serve during that match because you're just trying to win. But then after the match, you're gonna go to your coach and say, coach, I'm having trouble with my top spin serve. Let's work on that, right? And so that's a very different activity, a- different area of focus than what we do during the match so the match is what we call the performance zone we're trying to perform we're trying to win we're trying to minimize mistakes and working with a coach is what we call the learning zone when we're going beyond the known trying things that may or may not work and it's the time that we spend on the learning zone that allows us to increase our skills and increase our performance in the performance zone now at work like in entrepreneurship We're doing those together and we can do them at the same time, but we need to be deliberate about it. Often we're just trying to get through our to-do list as best as we know how, and that actually leads to stagnation.
1: Okay. As a former division one athlete, isn't it true though that your best athletes in the world do perform without thinking when they need to, that's what makes them so great. So that, you know, the, the person who struggles with their top spin is not Roger Federer not Djokovic not you know the the great ones tend to, to to make the uh the hard look easy
0: absolutely but the way that they get to make the the hard look easy is by engaging in deliberate practice a lot which we don't see when they're not in front of the camera they are working on deliberate practice on on those moves and so absolutely you look at Roger Federer you know and and he looks like such a natural like he looks like he just does it effortlessly but we don't see their practice right and there's there's quotes from Roger Federer when he was talking to reporters saying you know the, the the most important thing that i did in these 3 months was actually not playing tournaments cuz i focused on improvement right so we're not seeing that in the camera but it is when when we when we become so good whether it's in our mind or in our body That everything comes out intuitively, so that when we're performing, we're in a state of flow, and everything just seems so easy. That's because we've been really deliberate at improving our skills uh, off the camera.
1: Yeah, I mean, Nick Saban, coach at Alabama, says we practice so that we don't have to think. Yes, because I, I, I I, I want the I want perfection to be routine. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and but you know, to your point about. So, so we're we're developing what what kind of the researchers call expert intuition, which is intuition. We just we don't have to think about it. We perform really well. Um, but sometimes we think about intuition as something that's natural, something that we just were born with. but actually we can build our intuition you know over time.
1: yeah, I mean, experiential, you know I, I saw an interview between
0: Warren Buffett and Charlie
1: Munger, obviously of Berkshire Hathaway and Warren just did a breakdown of how he could buy an energy company in China and he he did it like two minutes of of the numbers. And then Charlie goes, yeah, but that's only 75 years of of Warren doing this. Like in other words, yeah, he just made it look really easy, but that's only because he's been doing it for like
0: 75 years. Absolutely. You know, Warren Buffett said the key to success it's going to bet a little smarter each day. That's how knowledge builds up like compound interest. And he talked about reading kind of 500 pages a day. So when people listen to your podcast, right, they're, we're in our learning zone, right? When we're learning from you, that's something deliberate we can use. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. And the same way, the way we go about our every day, we can try new things. We can ask more questions. We can we can pay attention to the things that surprise us uh, so that we are learning at a faster rate and getting to success faster.
1: So in the performance paradox, you know, turning the power of mindset into action, give me like three things our audience can do to be better than they are before they turn this podcast on.
0: Absolutely. So for entrepreneurs, one thing that is really important is sometimes we get really enamored with our solution, our our gadget that we have for the world. And we don't we're not deliberate about thinking what is really an assumption and what do I need to test? through customers and really validate and kind of, so, so making sure that we don't get fooled by ourselves, uh, writing down what those hypotheses are and how we're testing those hypotheses to decrease risk, to learn more and evolve our solution over time. So that's number one. Number two, sometimes we think about mistakes as either kind of good because they can help us learn or bad because they decrease our performance there's actually different types of mistakes i, I t- one of the chapters in the book is about the different kinds of mistakes so there's kind of stretch mistakes which is when we when we are trying something new that may or may not work we want a lot of those mistakes there's the sloppy mistakes things that we should we know we should know better we should avoid those mistakes they're high stakes mistakes that can lead to like really meaningful consequences we we want to minimize those as well and there's the aha moment mistakes when we are trying something as best as we know how we realized that wasn't the right thing to do uh we can't be deliberate about those but they're pressure so we can learn from them so getting kind of clear about different kinds of mistakes and how we approach them so we can we can accelerate uh greater and then i would say number three uh and there's there's so many lessons in the book but i'll choose kind of the value of transparency the value of making our thinking visible to our colleagues in particular, so that we can share our thinking, share our feedback, share our uncertainties and our questions. So we can le- both learn better together and perform better together because more brains are smarter than one brain. And if we make our thinking transparent, we can both learn and perform better.
1: I, I like all three of those they are fantastic. And specifically going back to mistakes and, and, and you're you're so accurate, like now, you know, at, at the point I am in the game, I, my risk tolerance is minimal. Now, some people would say, well, it's a big risk, but to me, I'll, I'll look at something. I go, well, you know, I'm actually only putting this percentage of my net worth or this percentage of our reserves at risk. And then I'll have a fixed period of time that I'm willing to beta test the startup. And, and there's no emotion in it. And that I wrote, these are the measurables. We're not there in 90 days. We're done. You know, I, there's no more thinking about it. here's the amount of, you know, resources I'm willing to put into it, the cash, whatever the case may be. And and that was something, you know, 20 years ago, I would have never done that. I would have pushed that thing through. I would have, I would have hung on to that for two years because why? I don't want to fail. Now it's, I don't even view it as failure. I was testing something and it did not meet the criteria that I already pre-established
0: to put the brand. I love it. Yeah, we want to fail fast, learn fast. And if something's not working, either pivot or let it go so we can move on to something that might be successful.
1: I have Eduardo Brissino with me here today. I I hope I'm getting that last name close to right. (laughs) He is obviously the author of Performance Paradox. Where can people obviously connect with you, Eduardo, get your book and learn more about what you have going on?
0: Sure. My website is briceno.com, B-R-I-C-E-N-O.com. I I have a newsletter there. The best place where I'm active is LinkedIn, and you can find the book wherever books are sold, The Performance Paradox, Turning the Power of Mindset into Action.
1: Audience, you should always be learning. I'm I'm constantly reading books, literally. My Audible library has over 800 books in it, not counting my library that I have in my in my, um, in my house. So I, you know, I actually extended it not two additional feet. I have a 10 foot ceiling and it's all the way up to 10 feet now all the way around. So uh, leaders or readers, I encourage you to constantly be looking, you know, reading books and learning some different things. A lot of times we go into a book and we're, we're trying to like learn 100 things. If I learn one thing in a book, I won. That's it. I, I want to find one thing. I read one thing that goes, okay, wow, well, I can, I can apply that. So uh, be a reader. I encourage you to take a look at all the books that we, all these authors that we bring on the podcast. I encourage you to look at those books. I want to thank you so much for listening to the 10 minute entrepreneur podcast. It continues to do better than I ever imagined. First time I downloaded, I mean, I launched it. I had two people downloading it and now it's, you know, popular, you know, worldwide number one marketing podcast in the United States. Uh, this morning. So thank you again for listening. The podcast is brought to you by Gig Strategic, just absolutely the best digital marketing company for companies under 500 employees. That's their sweet spot. Thank
0: you for listening. We'll talk again soon.